Hello and welcome to another episode of Sun Parks Podcast. My name is Pukela Levea. National parks are supposed to be the pride and joy of all South Africans, but to do so they must be accessible to all people regardless of their physical and sensory abilities. For the last few years, some of the dedicated Sun Parks honorary rangers from the Pretoria region have been adopting schools for learners with disabilities and taken a handful of lucky learners on trips to Kruger National Park to give them an experience of a lifetime. Let's join my colleague Chris Patton in Kruger as he interviews some of the honorary rangers, educators, learners involved in this year's project. I'm sitting here today with an old friend of mine, uh, Lee Smith, who is one of our Sand Parks honorary rangers from the Pretoria region. Welcome, Elise. Hi, Chris. Nice to be here. Tell us a bit about what the Universal Access Project of the honorary rangers Pretoria region is all about. Chris, a few years ago we drove back from Kruger Park. We had a very nice, successful event that we hosted for sponsors. And uh, there was a potential sponsor who is physically dis- uh, challenged, disabled. And the question was asked whether if we should be able to, ta- whether we would be able to take him to the park on a on a in an event like that. And the question was raised, uh, and we amongst ourselves as honorary rangers started talking about how accessible the park is. We asked the question because at that time we didn't know. So. Um, this whole initiative developed into the Universal Access Project where we decided to create awareness um, about the accessibility of the park and the fact that it is actually accessible for, for all people and we decided to um, host an Universal Access event annually for people with special needs. So. Um, I think you've, you've given a broad initiative. Um, what were some of the steps when the project was evolving? Well, um, at how at did you this time, we really didn't have any idea of where to start and where to go, and we were actually referred to you as being responsible and being involved in access to, to the park. And I remember the day in your office when we sat working there and uh, we brainstormed a few mm-hmm. ideas at that time I think in my mind we had adults in mind yeah. um, as I say the specific person who was physically challenged well maybe I should interrupt you here at least just to let listeners know who who don't know me or haven't um, come across some of the recordings before that I've been involved in uh, I work for South African National Parks and I've been working for them for about 20 years uh, but I'm also a paraplegic. Uh, when I was a university student, I fell off Table Mountain, uh, which, of course, is one of our national parks, um, and I, I broke my back and have uh, been dependent on a wheelchair um, since that time, and that was probably about was in 1990, so that was 27, hmm. 37 years ago. long time ago, so I'm, I'm pretty used to and, and uh, comfortable uh, spending my life in a wheelchair but um, yeah over the years I've been heavily involved with uh, disability tourism and um, and I'm just working out that uh, 1990 to, <laughs> to 2017 is 27 years not 37 years mm-hmm. so I think we're going to have to edit that little <laughs> bit out <laughs> um, or re-record it um, 
Uh, I've lost my place. How many years have Pretoria Army Rangers been doing this initiative? Yeah, we um, the initiative started five years ago with that interview and discussion in your office, and we started hosting this four years ago. The first year we had cho- children on uh, on the program who were who are um, blind. The second year we had deaf children. Last year. We hosted the program for hard of hearing kids, and this year we have the children from your old school mm-hmm. with us. So it's been running for four years, but the initiative started five years ago. Five years so ago. We're planning for quite a bit of time to, to conceptualize and decide what we wanted to do and to get all the different role players on board. We need quite a number of people involved to make this project work. Mm. Um, and of course you, um, because you're part of the Pretoria Army Rangers, that's where you live, uh, you've been focusing on uh, uh, schools for learners with disabilities in the Pretoria region. Right. But the project has been so successful that there's no reason why other Army Ranger regions um, and other parks uh, all throughout the country cannot uh, replicate what you've been doing. Um, but what are some of the challenges you've encountered in introducing learners with disabilities to Kruger? It's, it's, I'd just like to respond to what you're saying. We often say that this project can be cut and paste to any park. Um, and so, yes, we would like to see it um, growing and getting bigger and get more people involved. Some of the challenges, I remember the very first year with the blind children, um, it was quite intimidating for us to bring children to the park and to interpret nature to them in a way that it makes, made it accessible for them. So we started with this whole initiative of getting used to make the, the visible audible. And I remember that you had a huge um, contribution in that whole process. Mm-hmm. And we learned such a lot from you because you had previous experience with, with, uh, blind, with blind people in the park. Um, I was in the end amazed how easy it was for these children to get along, find their way, um, the concepts they already have, had in their minds. So, and, and we followed the specific system. When we, for instance, had a, a sighting to start describing to them exactly where, it, where the object is, how big it is, the color. So you break it down in smaller bits to make it known for them. Mm. One of the other challenges is with the deaf children because we are not um, trained or equipped to do sign language. So the communication with the children was quite a challenge. Um, we, we had some of the teachers present and they could sign, but if they are not around, it was, it was very difficult to communicate. But in the end, we got along, and um, so it was. It, it was all, all of these events were extremely rewarding, and uh, so uh, and successful. I think um, I'd just like to sort of build on what you were saying about um, describing things to to visually impaired people. It's a misconception that because a person is blind, that they don't want to know about. Um, the colour of um, things in the environment because mm. if they can't see then um, 
will they have any conception of color, but they do. And um, it may not necessarily be the same um, colors that sighted people will see, but still they have mental images of, mm -hmm. of color. And to them, color and direction and orientation are very important mm -hmm. for them to be able to build a mental image. Um, so it's a process known as audio describing mm -hmm. to um, convey the surrounding environment so that people who, um, who are without sight are able to get that mental picture to be able to enjoy um, the experience mm -hmm. of the park. And to use the other senses. I mean, we had one of the, the learners on that group were able to identify trees by merely touching leaves and bark. And what an amazing experience that was to be exposed mm -hmm. to this this child who was so knowledgeable and passionate about trees. And um, they were sort of feeling through the world of their fingers. Absolutely. And this year, um, hosting um, a school that uh, focuses heavily on physical disability and cerebral palsy, um, has that been very different to the sensory impairment that you've hosted in previous years, or, or has we changed the program a bit this year because we realised that, that this specific group might find it challenging to walk long distances. Where in the past we would spend time in Skakuza itself, walking around, doing a, a Skakuza walk and showing them the birds and the trees and everything that you can learn from within in Skakuza. We did not include that in the, in the program. And then we had this wonderful opportunity to visit the canine unit, which is the very talked about, mm -hmm. which was... Um, well, we touched on it, not in too much detail. I was going to ask Norman about that uh, a little yeah. later. Uh, when I get a chance to interview him. Mm. Um, okay, fine. So you can go on to the next one. Okay. I mean, I think one thing that we haven't touched on, but which is crucially important, is how critical is sponsorship to be able mm. to activate and, and host a project of this nature? It's, it's not only the sponsorship that I would like to respond to that, but it's, there are different role players you need to get on board. Firstly, obviously, the Henri Rangers is hosting. Then Sandbox itself, we had tremendous support from Sandbox, and then you meet your partner that you're working with, whether it's the physically disabled or the uh, visually impaired, or, and then the fourth very important partner is your sponsors, because we carry all the costs of this event through sponsorship. So it's, for us it's crucially important to secure sponsorships, and I must say from the very beginning, um, we were always in a position to, to, to be successful in getting people involved. Um, I think that people would like to make a difference. If I think back, the first year, there were three businesses from Bitbank. I'm sitting now with Mr. Darby Haramsar, the principal of New Hope School from Pretoria. And I'm just going to ask him some questions about his school, his learners, and the hopes and experiences they have had in coming to the park as the guests of the Pretoria region of Sandparks Honorary Rangers. Welcome, Darby. Um, tell us a bit more about New Hope School, about your learners, and about the focus areas of your school. Thank you, Chris. It is as always a privilege for me to share some information about our school. Uh, our school is about uh, one of 12 
schools catering for uh, cerebral palsy, physically disabled and specific learning disabled learners over the country. Uh, we have about 420 special schools of which about 120 uh, are situated in Gauteng only. And we are from the Pretoria region with the main focus areas of uh, cerebral palsy, uh, physically disabled as I've indicated and also specific, specific learning disabilities, but with the unique focus of offering free learning programs uh, to our learners of which uh, the mainstream curriculum uh, is the most important and then also two adapted learning programs for our learners uh, with a more practical and skills orientated focus. So it is indeed a special environment and a challenge for us as educators to be in and uh, we have experienced so many uh, blessed moments over the years and for us to be part of this unique project is indeed a privilege as well. Fantastic. Now it sounds that you put the focus on the children and making sure that they, um, when they leave the school, are able to interact with um, the bigger world out there and I think that's a, a real credit to you as a school. But moving now to your experience in Kruger, what were your expectations in coming down to the park with your children and what were you most looking forward to? Uh, Chris, when we heard about the project, we immediately thought uh, about it as an opportunity for our learners to go out and to experience more about life. As you know, learners with uh, disabilities often found themselves and maybe they prefer not to, to change very easily, not to uh, 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 go into new environments and new experiences, they rather would stay at home, rather would stay at the school hostel or in the school in their safe environment. And this is just another opportunity to give them, uh, uh, giving to them uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the challenge or the opportunities to to uh, uh, make sure that they can adapt to new circumstances as well. I mean, what you're saying there is critically important. I know being involved with disability, disability tourism for many years is people with disabilities are often very reluctant travelers. Absolutely. Going to an unfamiliar environment where they're yeah. not sure that the facilities they will encounter yeah. uh, will be suitable for their needs, they'd rather not take that yeah. risk. So one of the challenges that national parks have is to let the public know, specifically the public with um, disabilities know that um, all the national parks and Kruger in particular offer opportunities that are accessible whether they're physically disabled or they've got sensory or cognitive disabilities. So I think this whole initiative is, is very important for sand parks to embrace um, to show how easy and comfortable it can be for people with disabilities to, to come and experience the parks. But um, yeah, were you worried about anything um, or was it all um, looking forward to, to great expectations? Uh, Chris, it is quite a challenge if you take up opportunities like this because you need to prepare the learners to be ready emotionally, physically 
and to plan properly uh, uh, for what is going to happen uh, as far as you can, can est estimate uh, the future uh, but uh, the learners themselves surprises one always because they uh, uh, mostly respond very very positively to new challenges although it puts some uh, uh, emotional stress on them as well. Mm -hmm. Now you and I can see how many children there are outside but um, just for the listeners how many children from your school have come with us um, on this trip and how many children do you have at your school in total? Yeah. Very interesting, although we only have about 420 learners at the school, we are catering for learners from the age of 3 years up to 20, 21 years mm. of age, uh, making provision for the three different uh, uh, learning programs as I've indicated. Uh, we have on tour about 14 learners, with the four uh, uh, educators accompanying them, um, one of the, the challenges that we are experiencing is that there is such a big request of placement of learners at the school and we have a lot of learners waiting to be accommodated or admitted mm -hmm. uh, at our school and we are offering uh, also boarding facilities for about 30 learners uh, of the school living outside uh, Pretoria and even outside mm -hmm. Gauteng. And um, for you as the principal, what has been the most rewarding features of your trip so far? It is always a wonderful experience to, to, to visit uh, Krieger National Park and uh, to, to have the opportunity to be part of a group of learners and educators makes it even much more uh, uh, excited. Uh, we uh, immediately realized that if we are going to be part of this project, we as educators uh, are privileged to accompany the group of learners to get more exposure uh, into an environment where we normally uh, uh, don't have the opportunity to, to be part of. And uh, we uh, were very, very excited and up to now where we are sitting here, uh, having the opportunity to stay here for a day or two already, uh, what we have exper experienced is just awesome, marvelous, uh, very excited, and especially the support that we uh, were receiving from our host, uh, the friends and the sponsors, and all the staff of Sun Parks, and um, uh, especially under the leadership and guidance of the uh, officials uh, making this possible, it is just uh, a blessing. Just wonderful. No, that's fantastic. And look, I'll, I'll go into more detail about some of the stuff that you've been doing uh, with the children, uh, with some of the, the honorary rangers. But um, just to outline that, you've been taken to the park's canine unit uh, where they. Um, they keep and train their uh, service dogs that uh, help um, with the anti-poaching um, efforts of the park. You've been to the, uh, the game boma to see a whole lot of um, uh, rhinoceroses that are 
uh, kept in the Bomas for uh, various reasons and that's a wonderful experience for uh, the children to see um, these impressive animals up close at close quarters and uh, you've been on several several drives and uh, you've seen some some really exciting game but uh, yeah it's been a privilege for me interacting with you and uh, I know it's not over yet so I hope there's still some more uh, surprises and treats that you have in store and uh, yes I look forward to to um, sharing the rest of the trip with you thank you thank you, thank you uh, Chris maybe can I just uh, say uh, uh, another thing and that's the fact uh, about the whole purpose uh, of the visit in an environment like this is normally our disabled learners uh, they are so focused on their own situation and when they have the opportunity to move uh, especially uh, into an environment which is new to them and where animals are involved then the focus moves from themselves to the animals and, and that, that mean, uh, means a lot uh, to them uh, we have a program at the school where we are making use of horses and horse therapy mm -hmm. uh, especially for our physically and emotionally stressed learners and we experience more or less the same they relate very positively to, to, to the, the animals and that impact uh, 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 means a lot to them No, that's wonderful, I mean you've hit on something very important uh, the healing power of nature or nature therapy and it's something that maybe hasn't been explored uh, to such depth uh, in South Africa but there's been a lot of research in it around the world and it's um, the healing power of nature and allowing people to to just unwind and, and uh, draw on their experiences with the natural environment is a very powerful thing indeed. Absolutely well said. Thank you Chris. I'm sitting now with Mr. Norman Locke who is one of the honorary rangers from the Pretoria region who's been involved with this project for three of the four years that it's been happening and has loads of experience in taking children on game drives and to special locations here in Kruger. Hello Norman. Good afternoon Chris, uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, tell us about some of the things you've been doing with the learners this year. Chris, the uh, learners arrived here at uh, the Youth Hostel in Skakuza on Thursday afternoon after leaving Pretoria Thursday morning. Uh, they arrived to Malalan Gate and on arrival they paid a visit to the Reiner Hall in uh, Bergendal uh, where they were escorted around the museum and learnt more about the rhinos of the Kruger Park. Uh, on completion of the Reiner Hall uh, tour they did, they drove up to Skakuza where we welcomed them, um, provided them with welcome packs, made them feel welcome and showed them around the youth hostel. Um, the evening uh, was spent enjoying a meal, getting to know each other and of course that excellent presentation you did on the uh, Kruger National Park. Mm -hmm. uh, the following morning uh, uh, we paid a visit to the uh, Kruger National Park's Canine Centre which is close to Pabeni Gate and this was a, an excursion that I'd arranged through uh, Johan de Beer who's the manager of the canine unit and Mandy Malon who's an honorary ranger from the Lowfeld region and who's uh, actively involved in the canine unit as well and they uh, agreed to have us there and, and to have the children 
and it's something that I'm passionate about, the uh, anti-poaching in the Kruger National Park. I myself have done the uh, training course at the K9 unit, to be able to do duties there. So it was really uh, something I wanted the children to see. Uh, we left the Kuza, took a nice game drive to the K9 centre, and the children really got actively involved and interacted so with the, uh, the dogs that were, were there. What breeds of dogs uh, did they have? They had um, Belgian Melanoirs, they had some Labradors, uh, some Foxhounds, and of course the beautiful Bloodhounds. Wow. Um, we introduced the children to the dogs, and um, it pointed out the different breeds of the dogs. But what I wanted to do was show them what we would as honorary rangers do when we do duty at the canine centre. So we requested that the staff at the canine centre leave one of the kennels uncleaned until we got there, and then the children actively got involved in cleaning the kennels. It's a standard operating procedure that you follow uh, by first of all removing any uh, feces that the uh, dogs may have left overnight. Uh, so we cleaned up that. Uh, we sprayed the kennels out. Um, then we scrubbed them with a disinfectant and a soap, uh, rinsed it again, and let the kennels dry. Um, we one by one then went into the, ke- uh, the runs. By this time the dogs were in the runs, and the children went into the runs with uh, brushes and groomed the dogs. And the, uh, I don't know who had a, a, a better experience, the children or the dogs, because the dogs were absolutely fantastic the way they received the children. Mm-hmm. Were any of the children scared of the dogs? Uh, there were a few of the children that were a bit apprehensive. They hadn't had previous experience. They don't have dogs of their own. But we, we made the children as relaxed as possible. And those that felt they didn't want to go into the runs to, to uh, interact with the dogs eventually did come in and they had a wonderful time. Mm, that sounds like a real privilege, real treat for them. Yes, it absolutely mm. was, and um, it gave us as Honorary Rangers great satisfaction to see the joy that the, these children experienced uh, mm-hmm. on their visit to the K9 Centre. Uh, after our visit, we had a picnic lunch at the uh, K9 Centre, which w- went down very well, and then we paid a visit to the nearby Alberstoni Ruins, mm-hmm. close to the Benny Gate, and spoke a bit about the history of, of the area, and uh, Jao Alberstoni himself, before driving back to Sukusa where we uh, let the kids then have some leisure time, uh, you know, go to the shops and do whatever they had to do before going on a late afternoon drive, um, which was very successful. Some lovely lionesses with cubs, elephants, Mm. and the kids uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's such a wonderful backdrop to visit like this, to be able to rely on the wildlife of the park to enhance the experience. Absolutely. And what did you do with them today? This morning uh, we started uh, before dawn. We were at the uh, gate of Skakusa Rest Camp for gate opening time. The children were very eager to get out into the bush again and see what was on offer today. And uh, yep, we went out. Uh, beautiful sunrise. Got another three lionesses this morning in the uh, Sand River. Uh, just after that, uh, on the H12, uh, just before the high water bridge, an absolute magnificent male leopard. Uh, it was just such a wonderful experience to see the joy and, and, and the excitement on these children's faces um, just to see these, these magnificent animals. This was a great day for hyenas. Uh, 
We had a great uh, number of hyenas fighting this morning. Amongst the general game, of course, the giraffes, the zebra, the uh, wildebeest, and of course the ever-present beautiful impala. The children have expressed and shown great interest in birds. Mm-hmm. So I've made an effort to uh, point out the uh, great birding opportunities that are here in Kruger, and um, they really enjoy it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, they got back to camp. Uh, we gave them a nice hearty breakfast, and after breakfast, they uh, were once again very privileged. Uh, they went to visit the holding bombers here at Kukuza, and uh, presently there are 15 rhino there. These, of course, um, are orphaned rhino that have come in from the bush and have been taken care of at the uh, holding bombers. A very, very educational and informative visit as well. And thanks to all the staff involved at the uh, holding bonus for uh, allowing us here. No, that's wonderful, that thing. And tonight's their last night. I believe they're going out on a sunset drive tonight. Um, so we'll get to experience a bit about of the park after gate closing time and hopefully see some of the nocturnal animals. That'll be wonderful. And then tonight I believe they're going to give little presentations or many plays to reflect on their experiences here in the park. Uh, that'll be something really special to behold. Absolutely correct. Um, we are going up in the open vehicle for uh, the sand park tonight, uh, which the children have been asking about since they got here. They see all the uh, uh, open uh, safari vehicles and they've been wanting to know when they're going on one. <laughs> and we've kept it until their last drive uh, with us. So they're really excited about it. Um, Yes, and as you say, let's hope we get some of the uh, nocturnal animals. Um, as you mentioned in your presentation, when the children arrived, creatures after dark, your genus, your um, civets, etc. Let's hope we can see some of those. Mm. Yes, and when we get back, we have a nice uh, dinner arranged for the children, and then we have requests that they put something together um, just to show us what they've experienced and what they have got out of this weekend. Um, and I think they're looking forward to doing that as well. And then we end off with a little quiz, and um, which, which we've done on the three previous uh, trips I've done with the uh, Universal Access Project, and that's, that's great excitement. And of course, uh, there's a prize for the team that wins, but each and every learner will get a prize. Um, so yeah, I, I feel they've had a, a wonderful experience by visiting the Kruger National Park. And we as honorary rangers, we are privileged to be able to bring, uh, can I say, uh, children who hadn't had the opportunity previously of visiting the Kruger Park. And let I know they're going to go back and tell all their fellow learners what the wonderful experience they have and spread the word of conservation and uh, the need for conservation. So, yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful project and I look forward to being part of it for many more years to come. Now that's what it's all about. Thank you, Norman, for being so comprehensive in your description of what you've done. And uh, hopefully the listeners will enjoy it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm here with some of the children who, at the end of their marvellous weekend here in Kruger National Park, and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves and then tell us about their favourite sightings over the weekend. What's your name? Kaila, and I like giraffes. Giraffes, well they're your favorite. Why did you like the giraffes? Because they are very cute and soft. Mm-hmm. And they, don't, they don't make a lot cool. of noise. 
Nope. You're very quiet, yes. Yep. Cool, and what's um, your name? Hi guys, my name is Poku, and my favorite animals, I've got quite a few, but I'll pick two, if it's okay with you. That's okay, okay, you can pick more. Um, um, my favorite, my favorite animals were elephants and a giraffe. Mm-hmm. And you uh, like the big ones. Yeah. Cool. Uh, elephant because um, I, I think it's, I think it's because I grew up loving elephants and how they walk and eat, seeing them eating the leaves and all of that, and um, the giraffe. I love them because they're nice and tall. They can mm-hmm. reach up for mm-hmm. everything and bend down for anything. And they're nice and calm and they friendly. And they, I love the way they used to do the nice poses for us. And, and my favorite, favorite site of all time, which I really enjoyed, was today at the game resort. Looking at all different types of animals. Wow. Yeah. Now that's special. Okay. Who's next? Tell me your name and speak speak into the machine. My name is Anna Marie Yaakov. I'm 16 years old. And what's your favorite animal that you saw here in Cruz? My favorite animal was a lion. A lion? Yeah. Wonderful. And you saw the lion with yeah. some cabs, didn't you? Yeah. And I saw a lion. Mm-hmm. I went near the lion. Oh, that's wonderful. What about you? What's your name? My name is uh, my name is Tumi, and I, I am my surname is Afiri, and I like um, cheetahs and monkeys and stuff. Mhm. But did you see a cheetah today? Yes. Did you? Wow, that's special. What about you, Reniak? Come forward. My name is Ruben Fenter. I really love to see that wild dog. Oh, yes, that's a very special sighting. Very lucky. And what were the wild dogs doing? They were hunting. They were hunting, so they were on the run. Yes. What were they hunting? Don't know. You don't know, you didn't see. Probably Impala. Probably. Cause they, because they call Impala the McDonald's of the bushfolk. You know why? Because it has an M. It's got an M on its bum that looks like the McDonald's sign. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Okay, I'm okay. here with some more of the children, and uh, we'll start with you on the left. What's your name? KG. What my full name? If you want to tell us your full name. No, I'm cool with KG. You're cool with KG? Yeah. My favorite sightings were mostly the giraffes, mm-hmm. but I love the rhinos too. That's wonderful. Mm. And were those the rhinos you saw out in the park, or the ones the that ones were in the bowman? Both. Both. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that was special. They were special. Um, my name is Lemo. Um, my favorite sighting was the cheetah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Mpo. Mpo. Hey, Mpo. And what was your favorite? Giraffe. Everyone likes the giraffe. I think that's because they're so calm and gentle. They pose nicely for the camera. Yeah. No, they're great. They are very great. Wonderful. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey, what's your name? Uh, my name is Anthony Yamnak. Anthony, what has been your best sighting when you've been here in Kruger? What was your favorite animal? Um, the lion and mm-hmm. the, the rhino. And the rhino. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Uh, happy with that. Come tell the microphone what your name is. 
and what your favorite animal fighting was here in Kruger Park. Talk into the microphone. Okay. Um, my name is Zoleka Mayanjani. Mm-hmm. My favorite site of the Kruger National Park, I must say, it was the rhinos that we could, um, what's the word, associate with them. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones yeah. in the Boma when you went to the game capture yes, Boma. Yes, And the other favorites was to see giraffes. Giraffes. Nice and calm. Yes, mm-hmm. everyone's saying that. That's yeah. cool. So you guys were just had a wildlife quiz and you were the winning team. What was the name of your team? No, no, name, no, name. no name brand. And who is in No Name Brand? Omalema. Anna Marie. Do. Fernando. 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 You four won the wildlife quiz. You were able to identify the most animal pictures that had been blocked out um, and got the most points against the three other teams. Congratulations, guys. And what did you win for your efforts? Um, power bank and a booklet. A booklet on nature. What's your booklet all about? Mammals. Mm-hmm. And what, what were your booklets? Um, I'm not sure, because I... Yeah. You put it away oh, already? Yeah. That's a book of planets. Of planets, wow. Flowers. On flowers. Fantastic. That's great, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm sure listeners were able to hear the excitement and joy in the children's voices and get an idea of what an impactful and rewarding a project of this nature really is. In summation, let's hear again from Elise Smith, who can just tell us some of the costs and other logistical factors there are in putting these trips together. Elise, over to you. Chris, a project of this nature can only be successfully presented and pulled together in partnership with role players. That is Sandbox Honorary Rangers, different permanent staff from Sandbox, the school, and then obviously our sponsors. This is a fully sponsored project and can only be presented through goodwill of the public out there. Over the years, we were fortunate to have sponsors from the corporate sector, from small businesses, and from individuals, supporting us with money and with in-kind donations. So I would like to express my gratitude to all role players who made our Universal Access Project possible. And we sincerely hope to continue to run it for many more years and hope that other regions will start to emulate us. (laughs) 